Hello, everyone, and welcome inside to another edition of the Big Three Podcast. It's been a long absence, but we are officially back. We were able to come together and reconcile our differences, unlike the trio of Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. For Ben Grusin and Mason Dukes, I'm JT Wistersill. Boys, Ben, let's start with you. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I can't wait to, to watch some basketball. The finals, the conference finals, are going to be amazing. So... It's been a great day. I've already gotten my work done, so we're all golden. Awesome. And Mason, how are you doing? Doing good. A little tired, but ready to talk some sports and, uh, you know, get uh, caught up with everybody. So It's always a good time, and it was a great time for you guys on Sunday as the Mavs absolutely blew out the Suns in a Game 7 fashion, unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, 123 to 90 doesn't even do justice to how bad this game was. It felt like it was honestly a 50-point game. I think the highest it got was 40-something. I mean, Luca had as many points as the Suns did at halftime is all that needs to be said. Um, I mean, Devin Booker didn't hit, make a field goal until the third quarter. Chris Paul finished with 10 points in the game. DeAndre Ayton played 17 minutes, but he only played like five early on. Or There's some wild stuff there. There's so many different ways we can dive into this. Ben, I'll start with you. What was your biggest takeaway, your emotions from watching it? How about those Mavericks? Um, I think the Mavs are going to do it to me this year. They've already done it to me. I already believe that they can just win every single game ever. I tr- They've done it. They beat the best team in the league, allegedly best team in the league. Um, so I don't know. I think they should be the favorite to win it all now because – they're just so good. I, it's hard to describe my emotions during the game, too. I had just gotten back from Top Golf with the lady, and uh, I was just sitting here watching it on my couch, and I was just in shock almost just at how good they were playing and how bad the Suns were. Like, I've never seen, I don't see them win games like that very often. Mason, what did you think of it? I mean, I'm with Ben. I was honestly in shock. Um, that night that they were playing was right after our graduation. And so, like, we – like, I didn't even get to watch until, like, the end of the second quarter. And I was just like, what is going on? And, you know, of course, a lot of my friends are, like, betting on the game and stuff. And they're freaking out because they're about to lose a bunch of money. And I was like, no way that this game is already, you know, 30 points. And then I look at how Luke was playing – and I'm like, are we really going to beat them like this at home? And I think the thing that stood out to me the most was, well, obviously, I think the Mavericks were playing well. Uh, I mean, they were shooting well, um, playing good defense even. I, I think the whole series, <clears throat> Devin Booker had had struggled to get a clean, a clean shot every single time. And it kind of – it kind of – shed some light on who he is because after game five and how he was, um, you know, talking trash to Luca and all those guys. And then um, I told my brother, Jake, I was like, that, that video came out of Luca saying everybody acts tough whenever they're up. And I remember looking, I was like, Jake, I really hope that he backs up what he just said, because then he's going to look like all these like stars that, you know, talk trash to other people. And then they just can't back it up like Harden or, you know, so like some of those guys. And I was like, I was so happy that they were able to back it up, but 
like Ben said, I was just in shock. I couldn't believe that at one point it was at 48 points. And uh, I got an update on my phone and said, Chris Paul hits big three pointer to cut the lead to 42. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, who would even report that? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what even is this? So I, I was really happy. It was uh, I, like, honestly, it didn't really hit me until the next day because like, it's not often that you see the, the number one seed who won the most games in the league, who arguably was the, one of the best teams in the league, get blown up by 40 in a game seven at home. So um, I think Luca is going to be entering his prime officially, and uh, it's only going to get better from here. But um, Mavericks going to be scary to play for the next 10 years because of that man. So I'm happy to be on board now. Hell yeah. So the, the, to put it in perspective, the Mavs have now beaten the number one team from this year's regular season. And the Jazz, if you remember, were the number one team last year. Yes. But they had more I mean, wins than anyone. They had more wins. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, jazz. I remember that from no, last no. year, but, man, that They team, had the most wins. I don't know how many rumors you guys have heard, but the way that team has kind of quit on each other and the Donovan Rudy stuff or one or the other, very, very different team. But I also, I get what you're saying, Ben, like the Jazz were still, a, it's a really good team. We've seen what Donovan Mitchell can do before. And then yeah, beat them. And then what they did the Phoenix, I mean, it's still, wow. It doesn't seem real. I mean, Luca made the Suns put out an organizational statement as a team about like, we're still with you guys. It's going to be okay. in the end, like, that's wild. I can't remember the last time an organization felt the need to do that. I mean, you guys touched on so many things. It's wild. I'm, I'm going to give a ton of credit to Jason Kidd as well. A guy who we were on this podcast a year ago, yes. and I don't think the two of you loved the hiring of Jason Kidd at the time. I, no, I super not. remember not liking it, but <laughs> you know, and they, they released that cool clip of like him basically being like the sixth man on the floor, just like literally like talking like probably the most of all the players too. I think it's crazy. I didn't think that he was going to be a good role for a coach, but like his just intelligence as a player, it's helping him so much. Yeah, it's, it's incredible the job he's done. I'm going to give some shine to some other guys too. I mean, Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith, they combined for 10 points, right? So for the box score watchers, it's not a massive impact, but if you watch the game, you see those guys locking it down on the defensive end. They're two of the better wing defenders we have left in these playoffs. They've been awesome additions. Jalen Brunson has been the, maybe the breakout star, especially as we've gone on in these playoffs. I mean, a guy like Anthony Edwards looked phenomenal early, but man, the way Brunson's been able to shine, I mean, winning some of those games all by himself when it was versus the, the Jazz, it's wild. I mean, Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie. You mean Winwiddie? Winwiddie, exactly. They're like 30 points in game seven for Dinwiddie. Well, and what's crazy is, it, like, a lot of people were saying that, like, he just basically skipped the skipped all the studying, all the homework. He just showed up for the final and just aced it. Like, literally yes. the most important game, he just showed up. And I saw, um, I saw on Twitter, I think it, him and Luca are the first are the first duo since Shaq and Kobe to both score thirty points in a game seven. So, like, just the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie is in that kind of <laughs> that that party there, like, I just it's wild. I can't, I couldn't believe it, but. They're the next Shaq and Kobe, Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Luca. Mm. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's <laughs> I'm just looking over these this the box score still. It's just wild some of the stuff. I mean, the collapse we saw out of Phoenix, 
Um, it was also like just the, like I said, the defense, the defense you guys played on them, and guys were getting some guys. The role guys were getting open looks for them. They just couldn't knock them down a lot of ways too. It was just weird the way that team came out. It seemed like they they weren't ready. I mean, Devin Booker just got. I mean, that was for oh, the Devin Booker crowd who was he's a top ten guy. That was a rough. That was a very rough night. I will say this. Do you remember whenever we made the podcast on our favorite players? You said Devin Booker, didn't you? I said Devin Booker. And this series, I do not like him anymore. I really well, don't. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah. Obviously, like, part, part of it is the rivalry, but, like, also, like, I'm sorry. I thought, like, I was one of the Mr. Op- uh, I was very optimistic about him because I thought he, I thought he would be a legitimate one by this point. And now I think – the Mavericks and especially Luca showed him he's a number two. Like he he's not a guy that can carry. I mean, somebody I that yeah. struggled that much in that series, and the Mavericks aren't like a crazy good defensive team, but I think well, they made it hard. I think they made it hard this series. I mean, I mean the Mavs are like top two and de- top three maybe defensively this year. They've been kind of crazy on defense. I mean, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I. I yeah, I get what Mace, I get what you're saying too, Ben. But man, I just I don't know if Devin Booker can be the guy on a championship team. There's three like legitimate young superstars left before Booker got axed, um, and I think two of them won on Sunday in Devin Booker and or excuse me, not Devin Booker, then Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum. I mean, I think those are the guys who can be best player on championship teams. We'll touch more on what Tatum did in a second, but yeah, just go back to Luke. I mean, he's just a master. He's already one of the best players in the league. And speaking of best players in the league, I actually did that about halfway through the game. I looked at it and I'm like, all right, where would I rank Luca right now amongst the best in the NBA? And he's legit. He's in the top five, which before the playoffs had begun, I don't know if I would have said that. Um, I think he's definitely the best player remaining, which seems, I think at the start of the year, if we would have said like, especially when, do you guys remember like the first month of the season it looked like Curry was going to win the MVP? That seems like a wild mm-hmm. thing to say, but was he, the- he, was just, he was just pulling at that mm-hmm. point. Exactly. Like, yeah. So it seems wild, but I genuinely, so for me, I have Devin Booker as the fourth, but uh, I keep, I don't know why I keep backwards. <laughs> and watch the game. They're obviously, obviously two totally different guys. Especially the way they showed up. Right. One showed up, one did not, but Luca. I mean, I have him as the fourth best player in the NBA right now. I'll ask you guys where you guys have Luka. So who's above him in your list? For me, I have Giannis one. I do have Kevin Durant two, and I have LeBron still three. What? That's oh, yeah. Get uh, LeBron's uh, old ass out of there. <laughs> even JT, I would even say Luka's KD. way better than LeBron. <laughs> Not I, way better. Look at what LeBron did this year. That was a bad. How bad? How, what's the difference between those rosters? Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock are the exact guys the Lakers wish they JT. could have. JT, LeBron had Anthony Davis on his team. He and... barely even played. Yeah, but Luka's second best player is Jalen Brunson. I know, and look at Br- Brunson showing up. Anthony Davis didn't show up all year, and Russell Westbrook was his addition. addition. Russell Westbrook would have been better if he didn't play. I can hear, I I can hear an argument. I, don't know. I can hear an argument. For you know, we, we need to talk about that at the end. We need to talk about these rumors. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, okay, I'll say this right now. I mean, if the Mavs win the finals, then obviously I'll move Luca ahead of LeBron. I'll say that. I could, I, I mean, if Luca won the finals, I'd probably move ahead of everyone except for Giannis. Because, I mean, we're going to, we'll touch on that in a second. But I Giannis, Giannis, I that's a, yeah, that's fair. Incredible. I, <laughs> but man, I agree 100%. Yeah. But um, that's interesting you put KD above. LeBron, yeah. and Luka, and Embiid. 
Yeah, well, Jokic I mean, in there either. I mean, Jokic is right. I mean, Jokic was it was those guys were next. Jokic well, what's crazy is you, you could probably put a top three, and then like I think like four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, you like there's a lot there's of guys that are could be in the top five at their peak, but it's yeah. just like, who's playing the best at that time? Exactly. So. And then we don't even. I mean, what's Kawhi going to look like when he comes back? So this is this he'll so probably win the Mavericks, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Luca well, would be the. Luca would Dude, be the one to do all the talking. He'd be fine to just sit in the back. That would be a that'd be a fun duo. But guys, to put on, we're going to touch on the Mavs a little bit more when we preview kind of their series versus the Warriors. But just to put a bow on the Suns, I mean, you guys can either talk about Chris Paul or talk to me about where do you think this team just goes from here. I mean, one of the best regular season teams we've seen in recent memory. It felt like, and they just laid an absolute egg in the postseason and I'll say this before I turn it over to you guys there was one reason I didn't think the Suns were going to win it all this year is because to me they didn't have a top five guy they didn't even have a top 10 guy to me and when you don't have one of those guys the only team in NBA history that's ever won a title without having one of those guys was the Detroit Pistons pretty much so I think who were you going to say Mason well I was going to say the Mavericks but I was like Dirk was like the best Dirk was top 10 still yeah I mean and that year he was it was close yeah it was close like Dirk wasn't top five first. Yeah, Dirk wasn't top, was not five. top five. Dirk wasn't well, top that, five. What was that? That was Derrick Rose's MVP year. Yeah. Braun should have won defense. Like, I mean, like that. Braun that was, I was actually, Braun should have won MVP, but we can talk about that. Another day. Well, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> but yeah, Ben, where do you think the Suns go from here? Um. Well, first to touch on Chris Paul, Um. I was right. And he's garbage. Um. <laughs> I remember I I've never been that big of a Chris Paul guy. I remember I'm pretty sure y'all two both were big on Chris Paul. I don't know. I might be. I, do, I like him that. a lot. I like him a lot. I mean, I said he should have been MVP last year, and man, was like, yeah, oh, that, that's what I remember. That. Yeah, I, I did say that because he literally joins he joins the Suns who have been bad for pretty much. I I don't remember the last time you weren't were, the only one on that train. You weren't the only one on that train. No, yeah, it was a firing hot take. But that year, he played insanely good. He brought them to the finals. So, you know, it's not that bad of a take, in my opinion. But, yeah. It looks bad now that Chris Paul has (laughs) shit himself in the series. Um, It seemed like he he turned 37 after game two. He had played great in the first two games, and the Suns had played great. But he turned 37. It seemed like he almost just like looked at the age 37. He was like, damn, I'm old now. And then just proceeded to be awful at basketball. <laughs> Not awful because he's still a great player and going to be in the Hall of Fame. But he's like the primary reason they weren't able to beat the Mavs because they rely on him for so much on their team. And without him, they didn't know what to do. And now you see it. The Mavs have beaten the Suns. And you've been drinking the Pat Beverly Kool-Aid? I saw that shit and I was like, yeah, you're right, Pat Bev. Chris Paul can't guard. (laughs) I can't believe he called uh, him the phone. Like, what what was over that? That was pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, mean, Beverly straight up shoved him in the back one time, so obviously does not like the dude, like, at all. (laughs) But, yeah, Mason, what do you – you can touch on Chris Paul a little bit, but I'm more curious where you think the Suns – Go from here. Oh yeah. Well, I definitely think they need to let Aiden walk. 
like the the internal things Walk? going. No, you. I mean, you what? gotta get something for him, right? You gotta. You mean sign? You mean trade something, right? Well, like I, what I what I mean is like don't don't keep him. Yeah. Like you need. He obviously is not happy with it. I, I saw a clip on Twitter. I'm saying like, I can't pass myself the ball. I think, I think part of it is like, he has a little ego going on. He thinks that he's, I mean, I'm sorry. He has to attribute his successes so far to Chris Paul. I mean, guys like DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan are being all-star starters because of this man. And yeah. uh, I don't know. They'll definitely get something out of him. They, they need to go get a guy like Jordan Clarkson. Some of that can go out and score. Cause Devin Booker needs help. Chris Paul's old. Um, I love, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, but they're not scores. They are three and D guys, and I think the Mavericks showed that. Um, I think, I mean, for Devin Booker, I, I think he should. I mean, I hope he stays in the Suns. You know, he's brought so much to that organization. I don't think he will. Uh, I don't think he'll ever go anywhere. But they definitely need some scoring. Um, I hope they get something for Aiden. But uh, I mean, like Bismack's playing really good. I mean, Javale McGee's not a bad bad starter for them I mean he's been on multiple championship teams so I think they still have a good team they have depth um I don't know what they're going to do with Cam Payne Cameron Payne that's well that's what I was gonna I mean he's he's I'm I'm done with him I'm I'm looking for a legitimate six man JJ Reddick made a really good point on ESPN he talked about how the team should have gotten Eric Gordon that is someone I agree no I agree and the crazy thing is I like throughout the year I like a lot of Sun. I was able to watch a lot of Suns games and I thought he was great. Like literally Chris Paul, like you, you can almost rely on him to run the offense somewhat, not like Chris Paul does, but um, you know, he was, he was a great regular season player. And I think in the playoffs, he got, he got isolated a lot. Um, and it kind of, I mean, I, I don't know if it ruined his career or not, but I mean, I'm sure he'll end up on a lower seated team, but I mean, it definitely, definitely brought to light some issues he has on the defensive side and even offensively. So yeah, I know he was nicked up, but for me, this is where it gets hard. Going into this series, I was like, I think Chris Paul has a real chance to really help himself rise up the greatest point guard of all time rankings. Seeing as he's now blown five 2-0 leads, never been to the finals, or excuse me, been to the finals one time, but it's just all the failures added up. It's going to be hard to have Chris Paul in the top five point guards of all time for me. And I think when you're looking at a guy like DeAndre, and I totally agree, it seems like they're done with him. I don't know if they should be done with him personally, but it just seems like internally there's some stuff there where they need to be done with him and restart. So we'll see what they can get, but be a long off season for Phoenix. And I mean, a lot of teams are going to get healthy. So it'll be interesting to see. I hope their window didn't shut. I don't think it did, but with this current big three of Paul, Booker and Aiton, it definitely feels like it did. And before we move off of this series, I'll ask you guys one last thing. To me, this feels like if we're writing the book on Luca, this feels like the first major milestone. There were flashes early, the shoddy hit in the bubble. Some of the games last year, he's always been a guy who showed up. But I feel like it really starts with the game seven destruction of the Suns. Do you guys feel like this is the first major moment where it's like finally living up to be that? I'd say it's the second major moment. He already had his first major moment when he beat the Jazz. Just handily. You think? You think I, I think was it was a moment. For, but he was out for some of that, and they did it with Brunson as well. So do you think it's still a major? It was still his first series win. This was his first big, but that's, like, when we're, t- when we're yeah. talking about legends, when we're talking about legends, we don't talk about who they beat in the first series. We talk about what they do. And for me, I'll think back Fair. to game seven, scoring as many as a team scored in a single half. <laughs> this is his first like 
legendary moment. Other than that one shot against the Clippers in the bubble, yes. that was legendary. That was, that was just like, yeah, I'm good at basketball. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I can lead a team and be top five in the league and get to this conference finals relatively with no other real star on my team. And if you're, if you're thinking the book of Luca. I can't write it any better way than uh, him beating the Warriors and beating the Heat in the in the finals. So uh, that would be special. fantastic. Very special. What do you think, Mason? What I will start off with is the first. I think the first thing was obviously him winning Rookie of the Year. A lot of people thought it should have gone to Trey Young, and I'm happy those comparisons are over. <laughs> I yeah, so, I, hey, I, really quick, I Mason, really quick. Way too many people go. Is there an is there a more even trade? Than the than the Luka Doncic trade, I think it's like no, they obviously like who would not want Luka? To me, I'm, like if we're talking even trades, you want the Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs thing, where both are like top five receivers yeah. in the NFL. Like this is Luka's a top five guy in the NBA, and Trey Young is like, I mean, is he top ten? Like I, I, just the the I, I think you could put him in there at his peak. He's I mean, the they went to like, the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah. there's a big difference between bubble top ten and certified top five. No, I I agree, and. Um, I think seeing the flashes of what he could be during his rookie year, and I think it was kind of overshadowed by Dirk being yes. on his way out, you know. So I think looking back to that, we can we can see the stats, we can see like what he did. And um I think I agree with you, JT. I think the second thing is definitely winning this series the way that he did. Um, there's a stat, I'm not sure if you saw this, is on Stat Muse. So over the seven game series. Luca outscored fourth place MVP voted Devin Booker 218 to 164. He out rebounded seven foot DeAndre Ayton 69 to 57. Out assisted Chris Point God Paul 49 to 40. And he had more steals than, your, than the defensive player of the year runner up, Mikael Bridges. To me, to me, he's putting up what I would call just like LeBron numbers. Like exactly what I was gonna say. Like I cannot like there. There's another podcast I listen to. I think it's I think it's the Ringer, where they do it, and they talk about this guy very intelligent. They they're very stat based, which I think is good to a certain extent. But he he made up his own stat called the LeBron, the uh, the LeBron effect, the ability to play good yourself and put up numbers that are honestly insane, but then also help your teammates play better at the same time. So it's not just like you're playing good, like maybe Russell Westbrook is just putting up insane numbers, but like your team is also shooting 45% of the three-point line in a, the second series of the playoffs. So like, to me, I think like right now, I think, like I said earlier, he's entering his prime and it's honestly crazy that he's pretty much averaging 39 and eight throughout four years and we don't know we don't know it's i like i don't know how he keeps getting better like is it him getting in shape all those things so i hope i hope after this season he kind of takes the leap you know I, i'll compare him to lebron because i think the numbers are the same but um there was a point where lebron was like okay if i'm gonna do this like he got smacked by the spurs and his what was it that was actually his fourth year he brought them so. to the championship right and or you guys uh no that was when he lost the magic and then, or was it the fourth year of the action? No, you're right. The fourth year was his first. Because then the Spurs just humbled him. <laughs> yes. And uh, I just, I, I hope that he, from this point on, I think we all know he's great. 
I think he'll come in as an MVP favorite probably next year. Him and Giannis will probably be leading the league from here on out. But like, you know, regardless of what happens in the series, like he's gonna have to take a, a take a leap. And that that's sort of where I'm going with this is like I hope that he can, you know, come into a season and not just put up these numbers towards the end of the year, but like start off that way too. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I no bias. I think the Warriors have the best shot, but to me, I think they're going up against a young Mavs team that is not as creaky as the Warriors. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I think there's going to be a lot of mismatches and Draymond Green can talk a lot, but he can't guard them. So um, I'm excited to see what happens, man. I, I hope, I hope the Warriors experience doesn't uh, shine through too much in that, you know, Luca can do his thing um, throughout the, throughout the series. So. Yeah, we're going to get to a more of a preview for that in a little bit. I'll say two things before we jump off this series. First, to your point about elevating guys. Me and Ben went to a Wizards-Mavs game, I want to say four years ago probably, and I asked Ben if he could we trade Dorian, like Dorian Finney-Smith or Trevor Ariza, and he said Dorian at the time. And I laughed at him, and I gave him a bunch of crap like the rest of the night for it. I never expected Dorian to be this good. Huge part of that is the time he put in, the job the coaching staff did, and I'll say the amount of open looks that Luca generates, I'll go for him. How about Dwight Powell? We always joke about Dwight Powell and Harrison Barnes being like the worst contracts in the NBA. And man, Luca makes Dwight Powell look incredible by placing those law passes, the only place he can get him, the way he generates and finds open looks. He's phenomenal. And Ben, since, you know, I just don't have the best memory sometimes. Can you remind me what the Baffling Kings did again? Uh, they traded, they picked Bag Bagley over Luca. That Actually. was it, yeah. <laughs> when the Suns picked Aiton over the baffling Luka Kings, well, they so. picked Bagley over Luca. Exactly. Both, yeah, both. Yeah, yeah I mean, the Suns, the Suns that makes sense too. for them. I don't, I don't give them shit for that one. <laughs> Honestly, it it could be brought but, to put them in a good spot to go somewhere, you know. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm really excited for this. Um, we uh, we definitely need to. Uh, look into seeing who I guess we'll get into it later but uh the heat the other side of the bracket is still pretty good so uh, oh it's awesome <laughs> it, yeah, it's it, really up in the air at this point. well and speaking yeah. of the other side of that I mean look it's Giannis and Luca they're probably in a tier by themselves for the future right but man if knocking on the door right now is a Jason Tatum I mean he's incredible what they just did in back-to-back -back series and I don't think Tatum gets the respect defensively he deserves either there I don't have the stat in front of me but the way he held Kevin Durant in check when he was the closest defender, he really limited him a lot. He has really become a two-way player, an elite two-way player, and he's incredible. And his moment was, yes, they got the win in Game 7. He was fine in Game 7. I think he had 25 points or whatever. But, man, the 20s, the with the Game 6 win that forced the Game 7, the 46-point performance where he outdueled Giannis, who was also incredible was just unbelievable. And that's the kind of stuff that makes superstars top five guys in the league. I am so blown away by Jason Tatum, the turnaround of this Boston Celtics team, who was the seventh seed in December, the way they came together under coach Adoku and made this run has been unbelievable. And I'm a huge fan of them. And what a series win knocking off the defending champs. Ben, what did you think about Boston as a former Boston fan? I am a former Boston fan. I attribute Boston to uh, the the 0809 teams to my love of basketball. I didn't watch a single full game of this series. Um, I watched 
<laughs> I watched part of game seven and I don't know. It's so I don't have much to say on it. I've never been the biggest Tatum guy, but I he put up 46 in game six. And but I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now and and it seems he was outshot and outplayed by his his running mate, Greg Greg Williams? You, you get Williams? his name right. That's Grant Williams. You get Grant his name Williams? right. You get his this name right. This man put up 27, and he shot 18 threes in game seven. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. I remember that. Do you know, Ben, do you know what? Ben shot know, well, though. Do you know why that happened? Because they were just letting him shoot. They let him wide open. It didn't make any sense. Why would you leave Grant Williams open when there's other guys up? I would rather let Al Horford open. Mark, Leave Marcus Smart. Horford so was 0 for 2 from 3. Open. Don't leave Grant Williams open, a guy who's been a good three-point shooter. And since he once he got in a rhythm, he was just – he didn't leave a guy but that yeah, After he made his fourth or fifth one, I'm like, okay, it's time time to adjust because it's game seven, and if you don't adjust, you're not playing anymore. You're going on vacation. So, like, yeah. I, I just don't see what they were doing. I really don't. They, and they didn't adjust, and they let Grant Williams score more than anyone else in this game seven. That was – that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It, Mason, what do you think of Boston? Well, first, I want to say something about that. People thought Grant Williams was a bust, and I can't imagine Celtics fans right now oh uh, being like, oh, they saved us. Like, that Grant Williams saved us. I think it's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> what I think is funny, so me and my buddy at college, we always had this little debate because I was always a big Jalen Brown fan. Like, I, I, I'm with Ben. I was not on the Jason Tatum bandwagon like I was not like I thought he was a great player but like I might I'm I will own any heat I get from this I thought Jalen Brown was better because he's more efficient he has been more um, of a two-way player and I think he's a better facilitator than 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 Jason Tatum was at the time Um, and I thought that you could build a team around him better Um, but boy was I wrong I uh, watched the game where Jalen Brown couldn't dribble. He can't do double moves. He can't do anything that Jason Tatum can do. <laughs> like, I just, like, literally the series showed me that. Like, I was – I will take any heat because, like, I I was actually very impressed with, with Jason Tatum, what he did for the series. Um, I think, like, that core Celtics group is kind of, like, moving into their prime together. Like, they're kind of – they're, like, fi- finally figuring things out. Um. And uh, I, I think that this next series with the Celtics in the heat is probably going to be the most boring series I'll probably ever watch only because they're so good defensively. Like mm-hmm. what, what is it? It's a final score going to be 90 to 88. Like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of, you know, scoring both these teams. Uh, the Celtics don't have much depth, but I mean, the heat do. And so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what Jason Tatum's able to do because, you know, PJ Tucker's a dog. He's going to, he's going to make it tough for him. You got Jimmy Butler who can obviously defend um, and, you know, they can't switch Bam onto him because Bam's a good defender as well. So um, wasn't it Bam that blocked Jason Tatum's dunk in the exactly. bubble as well? So, you know, I think these teams also have a little history. So it'll, it'll be a fun series, but I don't know if it's going to be – It's not, I don't think any series can match what this seven-game series was with the Bucks celtics I mean, it, it was everything we could ask for, and it was only the, the second round. So, um I, I'm hoping that Jason Tatum can keep doing this because I, I do agree. He's knocking on the doors like a like a tier 1A player in the playoffs right now. So 
um, I'm excited to see what happens with him and, you know, this, this Celtics team. So. Well, first of all, y'all should know better than to doubt a JT. I'm just going to get that out <laughs> the way. And second of all, yeah, that Boston was incredible. We talked about Jalen Brown a little bit, talked about some of those other guys' contributions. I'll mention that. How about Marcus Smart as well, just over the season, adapting his role, being more of a facilitator, saw him pass to Tatum for the game winner. They had in that first game versus Brooklyn kind of setting off with that run was going to be for the Celtics. That, that was crazy because um, I believe Marcus Smart would have taken that shot like two years ago. And a year ago. <laughs> yeah, a year ago. Like yeah. you're so right. Like the way his role has developed and how he's like taken ownership of that just to make the team better. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Just like you said. Al Horford scoring a playoff career high when he was literally out like two seasons ago with his thunder because of age. That's what they were holding him out because he was old. <laughs> it was literally what the designation was. And he played incredibly. You talked about Grant Williams, the, the job he's done coming in there. Derek White's been giving them some nice stuff. The team has come together. They are lights out defensively. And they got guys. You talked about it. Jason yeah. Tatum. Jalen Brown's a really good number, too. And then one of Marcus Smarter, Al Horford, is going to play well enough offensively for it's really nice. I've always called Grant Williams baby PJ Tucker because I have the job he does competing on defense. He's kind of thick a little bit as well. And his job <laughs> is to hit threes on the other end. So, well, what's crazy about that is Al Horford gave Giannis buckets that game. Yeah. Oh, when he drove, I don't, the one where he drove past him and Al got the technical for elbowing him that, after, that was, which it was a horrible technical. But just the fact that Al blew by Giannis is wild. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then also giving him 30, a yon- he was also shooting well. I mean, like, that game was actually crazy. Was That, that was a game they lost, though, wasn't it? They did, yeah. They, lo- they ended they up losing that game. I was like, I couldn't – I thought – Or actually, was- they might have won that one. Because I think actually think they might have won that one. Because it, exactly. it was game five in Boston, I believe. Yeah, they actually – I think they did actually lose that one. Because, that yeah, yeah. After, I remember watching that game and be like, oh, my gosh, he's going off. And then – somehow drew holiday it was game four game four it's game four okay well i i still i still cannot believe that they i, I thought after like four and five where the bucks won that the series was over like i, I could not i could not believe or maybe it was five six or something like that but yeah that that series could have gone either way crazy the bucks were able to do without middleton as well so yeah, and then that's yeah. the thing. I don't really feel like it's worth touching on it for Milwaukee because, sure, I think they could use a couple more role players, right? Get a couple better shooters who are also two-way players. Like Grayson Allen was getting torched out there. You need a guy who's more three and Yeah, um, you need a more – Yeah, that, that's another one of your guys, Mason, too. I know you're a Grayson guy. So. I actually – what's funny is uh, before I was even going to Duke, I had a Grayson Allen Duke jersey because I thought he yeah. was awesome from the Duke. I get yeah. the trip. If he was a little dirty, I get that. But his yeah, place, but he, I mean, awesome. hey, he won a national championship as a freshman. <laughs> so, yeah, he looks scared, yeah. though. I got to say, Grayson Allen, you were a scaredy cat out there. Yeah, I mean, but Grayson Allen, he was starting in a conference, in a, in a conference semifinal game. And, and I don't think he's a starter. I Grayson agree. Allen, I don't think any of you think he should be starting this game. Honestly, Matthew should be starting at this point his career. Yeah, Wesley Matthews, yeah. dude. Come yeah. on. Yeah, the Bucks were like they didn't have any offensive firepower without Middleton. Well, if it, they have I, Middleton, I think I don't, the narrative is completely different. I think the Bucks have won this series already. You think? Oh, you think so? Yeah. If they had Middleton, I, I I do think so as well. I do. I think that I think it's still would have been a game six or seven. 
No, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I would have probably gone six or seven. Say, but seven. Plus, yeah. plus, that's another guy they can throw at Jason Tatum to try and slow him down, you know? So, like, you know, Grant Williams mm-hmm. and all those guys – or, I'm sorry, um, like Giannis and Wesley Matthews are not as tired getting getting into the end of that series. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, one thing I'll mention as well for this uh, Milwaukee team is I think that I'm, re- I'm ready to move on from Brook Lopez. If I'm, honestly, if they want – they could get the younger version of him to me in Jonas Valanciunas. I don't think it would cost a ton to try to pry him away. And maybe then you just close the games with Giannis at the five or just get some center like a Brook that spaces the floor to start, can give you a little bit of rim protection, but then late run with Giannis at the five. I think it's time to finally embrace that. I just think that the, their lack of rim protection, they needed a real, they need a real back five because Bobby Portis, as much as I like him, I think he can be a really good backup four. He offers no room protection. And Lopez is just too slow at this point. I mean, he's the Nets' all-time leading scorer. and hasn't been on that team in forever at this point. So I think it's time uh, to yeah. And I think Bobby Portis is also uh, kind of a liability in, in, in late games. Like, he, he can definitely help you. Like, he has his moments. But it, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason because, like you said, Brooke Lopez is probably about his time. But Bobby Portis is either going to get paid or he's going to stay. And I don't know. I don't know what's the best option for them. He's a wild. He's a wild card. So it'll be interesting to see. No one should pay Bobby Portis. <laughs> hey, you if never the Bucks know. had Maxi Kleba, they might win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good rim protector. You want me to pull up three different videos of him getting pushed Max, yes. hey, Max, but yes, he has the blocks too. I'll be honest. Yeah, he has some. I mean, it might be like 50-50, but I guess that's not bad. It's just you talked about it earlier. You mentioned those guys when you were hoping Luca yeah. wouldn't be one of those guys who talks and doesn't back it up. I thought of those Clippers teams, like the Marcus Morris and the Paul George, and we've seen yeah. all the talking Pat Beverly's doing. <laughs> they kind of talk and they haven't backed it up in the past. So yeah, oh, some wild stuff. So shifting off of them, we talked about it. Giannis, that wasn't a disappointment. But let's move over to a guy who's considered a superstar, really disappointed, and that's James Harden. I mean, how many years in a row have we done this? I know. Correct me if I'm. A, I'm. A, I was a huge Harden guy. I can't. I mean, I can't defend him right now. I mean, it was, te- it was terrible. So I, I think I'm the only one. You Harden. He was a big Harden guy. Those games were so boring. It was basically James Harden against. Yeah. Like whoever he's playing. Okay. I know. It's, 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 I mean, it, it wasn't anything. Yeah, that's where, yeah, it's hard to be a Harden uh, defender right now. So, Ben, I'll let you take this either way you want. You can use your Harden slander or just talk about the Heat. Heat culture, once again, they're deep. They're deep, and Jimmy Butler steps up. There, there are not – Jimmy Butler's not – maybe not be a top-10 player in the NBA. I'm not – there aren't 10 guys in the NBA I'd rather have than Jimmy Butler in a game. So, I'll say that and turn it over to you. Yeah, the Heat are what the Sixers wish they could be. Um, but also that's because James Harden is a fraud and he's always been a fraud. Um, he's always been the most boring damn player to watch and he will always be a boring player to watch. Um, I don't, I've never been, I don't know if the, I think it was still a good trade for the Sixers to trade away Ben Simmons for Harden though. It was like, the best case. better <laughs> yeah i agree and when i think you get harden in hopefully you don't have to super max him he is still an elite facilitator but that's what you yeah, got to know he is so you got to hope that you can get someone else or you hope tyrese maxi just develops faster because he showed a lot of really promising flash in theory the sixers should be like a powerhouse roster right now it looks like it like the 
with Harden and Tyrese Maxey and Embiid as like kind of a big three, I guess, scoring wise, they seem to have a roster that's pretty damn good. But the Heat, they they built a roster that I didn't even know how good they were. I didn't watch much Heat. Duncan Robinson doesn't play. That's how yeah. good they are. And they paid. <laughs> they, they're damn good. They're looking at like Victor Oladipo is their like third or fourth score. I mean, yeah, he was the ultimate Maybe. X factor for me, how late he came back in the season. I really liked what he's getting. How about Tyler Hero? I mean, the Tyler Hero Hawk was way overrated in the bubble, I felt like, but he's turning around and looking like that guy again who had a lot of people saying they would have traded the number one overall pick in that 2020 draft for Tyler Hero. Yeah, I mean, they if Tyler Hero is able to put up 20 a game, then the Heat are insanely good. If he can't, then who knows? But, I mean, uh, they can win without him, though. They can win in so many different ways because of what Mason talked about in this series. They're going to lock it down. And that's why it's going to be a really fun series versus Boston. But, Mason, just talk about what you liked about the Heat. Um, I like their depth. And like you said, they, they can win any game because of, like, how hard they work. But what I will say is that there's not a lot of teams that win championships that you're like, wow, that's – you know, they, they don't have – I mean, where would you put Jimmy Butler in, as far as, like, a top 10 player? I mean, like, maybe – like I said, he's, right, he's top 15, right? Like, kind of like we talked about with Trey Young, although they couldn't be more different players. Uh, those exactly. borderline guys, right? Yeah, so, you know, I think it's tough. Like, like, the first thing I say about the Heat is not the same that I would say about the Celtics. Like, yeah, Jason Tatum is amazing. Like, they play good defense. I Like, I just don't see a team winning a championship that says we, we work hard. <laughs> like I think they're a great team. They have depth. They have everything they yeah. need. But they like they they don't have a Jason Tatum or a Luca, uh, or yeah. they don't have anybody that's. I mean, Jimmy Butler's shown flashes where he could do it, like in the championship in the bubble. But um, I think the biggest thing in this series is going to be if you know those guys are able to. Sh- if like the Heat are shooting well, I think it's going to be hard for the Celtics to win because there there are games where the Celtics in this in that Buck series were not shooting well. They were relying on their defense. And so that that's where I was kind of, I'm kind of saying, like, this series is going to be interesting because the second one team gets hot, it's going to be hard to defend it. And uh, they both rely on their defense. So we'll see. Uh, we'll have to see how this, uh, this series goes. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll touch on it in a moment. But I'm going to talk yeah. about Philly a little bit more. Um, for me, I think they need to really try to not – I think Harden's going to opt into the $47 million auction which honestly might be a blessing for them because if he has another like down year where maybe he leads the league in assists, but he averages like, let's say 18 points or something well below, then you can sign him to be more so your facilitator than the four year, 200 million max dealer, whatever he's about to qualify for. Cause it's hard to pay 50 million for a guy who's a negative defensively gives you questionable effort, even in the biggest moments. And that's my biggest problem. I mean, I, you all, y'all know me. I was never that great of an athlete. Everything I ever got through on, I felt like was trying harder, doing things. So, which is kind of why it's also in a way funny. I've liked Harden in the past, but I saw a clip where Bam out of bio gets a steal. Him and Harden are at the same spot. So it's a center and Bam is dribbling and still beats Harden for a layup. That's wild. In a big closeout moment of a game, it's just, ugh. couldn't be more disappointed in Harden. I think Philly needs to try to package Tyrese Maxey for and some picks or whatever else they can get they gave up a ton to get Harden, so i don't know if they could do it maybe they want to roll with maxi he has a really bright future but there's rumors bradley beal might want to play there there's i don't know if, what we would take to get a donovan mitchell i would i would try to package 
Maxi and not five. I don't want to let five go, but some other of the young assets I feel like they got in terms of draft picks because the way you do it, you get every other year. So work with the team, figure out how to draft a guy, try to do something to bring someone else in who can be more of a scorer because I'm tired of wasting the beats prime. I can't believe the toughness he showed by playing in this series. He is incredible. Um, it's great to see the big men back. And I'm not someone who counts Giannis as a big man, but just watching what Jokic and Embiid have been able to do lately has been so incredible and so much sun. So another huge disappointment for Philly and a Doc Rivers-led team. It's amazing how much we talk about that, especially for the Doc Rivers aspect. In a way, Doc Rivers and Harden were made for each other, right? I mean, all they do is disappoint in the postseason. Yeah, no, I um, <clears throat> I actually disagree with you on that. I think Which one? I think the core that Philly has, I think they need to keep Maxi. I think Maxi's okay. going to be, I, th- I think that core with Embiid, and I do, I do like, I think right now Harden. He looks special, man. No, he does. Maxie looked I, incredible. So I got no I, issue with one. I mean, it, it will be tough because I do, I do agree that like they need somebody else to help out Embiid because it's so easy to defend the post with other guys because you just force him to shoot and the three point, the three point shot is still the hardest shot to make. You know what I mean? So like, if you're not shooting well, it's hard for Embiid to get going, but. Um, I think that core, Thibault, Maxi, Embiid. Um, I, I don't – they might, we'll probably try to move Tobias Harris, but it's really hard to move that contract, I feel well, like. I mean, it's, he, I don't think he's like a bad player. No. Still, you know, he's still another option to score, so I, I yeah. think that core is still good. But I think Harden right now needs to opt in. And then after a year, like you said, you could you could pay him the and just opt in for a year if he can and try and trade him if he's giving you the, the year that you had talked about. Um, I think uh, you could still bring in players. I mean, what, what, like, I, I, I personally haven't heard of the Bradley Beal rumors, but I think there was a rumor that Beal wanted to play with Embiid. I don't have validity of it. Always tough to say for these things. But even if you bring a guy like that, I think the Wizards are willing to mix things up. I mean, build around Chris Tops. Yeah, yeah, good for him. <laughs> if, of course, the Mavericks lose that game to them. I'm so mad. That's wild that you won the. Tr- you got Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertons. Bertons, oh, oh my god, Bertons. He's, 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 he's pulling so from the V and Valley. What, and then like he's the, good. The job selection is wild, but the fact it's that you bad. won that trade with Dinwiddie is nuts. It really speaks to what where Pazingas has become. And we also, I know we're, we're not talking about it anymore, but Bertans, I'm sorry. Like he had like 12 points, like two minutes, but then he also gave up like 14 points on the, in that <laughs> same span. It's so bad. Like it was awesome to watch, but like he is so bad defensively. It's not even funny, but I know we're talking about Sixers, but uh, yeah, I agree. Harden is his effort. Like he literally just quits. Like he, I, I don't get wow. why he does that. He's wow. literally on probably one of the best rosters that we've seen you know, since the Warriors, and obviously that was an anomaly with Kevin Durant as well. But yeah. I mean, just just that that trio alone could have carried. I mean, Harden was in the when they played the Bucks first time. Harden wasn't even very healthy, and they still almost beat a fully. The trio wasn't even supposed to include Tyrese Maxey. It was supposed to be Tobias Harris, but Maxey just broke out incredibly and showed a guy who can put up 30 point performances in the postseason, which people thought, eh, maybe, but like that was incredible. So that's what makes it so yeah. wild. Well, no. And yeah, I just think as far as Harden just being on these teams that are good and him just, I mean, just the way he plays, he just gets so tired by like that five, six, seven game. And um, I'm not sure where he goes from here. I I've, 
I've never been like a hater of Harden. I think he's like, you know, an all, obviously an all-time scorer, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's generally one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history. Yeah. I just think, you know, the gods are going to look at him. And <laughs> <Muscle get scared>. <laughs> <laughs> I think the basketball gods are like, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not like, I, I think it's just time for him to kind of, like, he's obviously out of his prime. He just needs, I don't think yeah, the usage rate. Back. I mean, what he was asked to do so young, I think it's understandable that his body's breaking down. Sooner yeah. Than expected. He's not able to get past guys anymore. So be interesting to see. We're going to touch on the Warriors in a second, but I haven't touched on the heat yet. So I'm going to touch on the heat and that'll just bring us in the, and also just give my prediction of Celtics heat in general. So talk about Miami. I coach Spolstra is phenomenal. I don't know if he's actually one of coach of the year award. If one of you guys could check that really quick. I don't think he has, which seems like it's a crime as someone who, yes. Did he have LeBron, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh? Yes. It's still, we've seen, we've seen dual trios get together before Steve Nash just had the three of those guys and everything fell apart. It's still hard to win a championship in this league, even when you got guys that talented. So I think he doesn't get the credit. He deserves the job. They do get Mason. He hasn't. Nope, he has not won one. He's yeah. one of the only he's like I think he said one of like the top coaches ever that does not have one. And when he's we talk the about the Eastern of all time without yeah, and, and we talk about the Eastern Conference, we talk about the Celtics, um, we talk about the Nets star power, we talk about the Sixers star power. Like the, those are the three teams with the most star power and the Heat at the one seat and made the finals two years ago. The way he got his team to play hard and buy it in the bubble, he's incredible. But Jimmy Butler, I already praised him. For what he does, I love Bam Adebayo. I think if he could stay healthy, he would win. He'd win a Defensive Player of the Year even next year. The first time I truly remember how special Bam was when there was a random night. The Heat were just like, "Hey, Bam, can you guard KD?" And he's like, "Yeah," and was doing like as well a job as you can do guarding Kevin Durant. Like he is phenomenal. It's incredible. He's growing offensively as well, which I, I like to see out of that. Is a little bit of the kind of the post touch and a little bit of mid range game, but. Talking about guys like Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, perfect, like, just heat developmental guy, role players that have done a really good job as well. Um, and we already touched on a guy like Tyler Hero. I even like a backup big and Dwayne Deadman. The P.J. Tucker ad has been uh, great for them. So I really like this uh, this Miami Heat team. and I think it's going to be a fun series versus the Celtics. But we still have one more team we do need to talk about and kind of break down, and that is the Warriors I picked the Nuggets to actually beat the Warriors because if y'all remember, Steph Curry's health was really in question that going into that first round series. And I thought that would make a major effect. And honestly, based on the way it played out, yeah, Steph was good. I still think they would have won in six probably without Steph, which speaks to how poorly the Nuggets roster is, not anything in negative against Jokic. And just how well Golden State is and how these guys have stepped up. Ben, what stands out to you about Golden State and the job they've done, even beat Memphis? It, I mean, they're just doing their thing. I mean, they're doing what Golden State does. They just win games. They have – they play great defense. They're disciplined. I don't know. They they got lucky that Ja got hurt in that one game and didn't play. But they're like 20-2 and two without it. They were Doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. It's different. I still think. I still. I honestly think they would have won the series in the same number of games. Had they probably played. would have. Because like the way Desmond Bain plays, Tyus Jones when he gets an extended role, like that Memphis team was so good. I understand. A lot of people say, that, and I could. De- I mean, I can see it. Of course, Jaw is phenomenal. He's one of the most exciting players in the game. But to me, I just feel like he would have been the same. The Warriors were probably going to win that series regardless. But there's a chance. They might right. have been. Yeah. They might have been pushed to seven. Then it would have been closer. Would have been better. Um, who did the Warriors play in the first round? They played 
Nuggets. The nuggets. The nuggets. The nuggets. Oh yeah, you you t- you just touched on that. I I the Warriors are the favorite right now, but not for long. The Mavs still have them. <laughs> um, I don't know how they're gonna guard Luca. Unless Draymond can to do me, it. it's Wiggins. I'm throwing Wiggins at him. I think Wiggins is a really or good Clay. defender. He's Kaminga? not at Clay. You know, Clay's not Kaminga. Is a I, Kaminga I like a lot too. To me, Clay isn't what he used to be. And we actually saw Jaw pick on Clay a few times in the series. That was kind of like, whoa, I mean, like, who, he'll come back from injury. Who can stay in front of that guy though? No, no, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, it's it's. I yeah, I think the the matchups are going to be interesting. Yeah, I was talking about this with Jake on the car right here. I just I don't know. Like, the Warriors have guys that they can throw at Luka. But, like, who do you have? Like, you can't put Steph on Jalen Brunson, can you? Like, you, like who, who do you put Steph on? I'm having – I'm having Steph, to me, is on Bullock. Yeah, you got to put him on Bullock. But then the size advantage, it's like – Bullock's not going to post him up. For whoever's guarding Luka. You know what I mean? Hey, so you see, like, hey, I don't know if you've seen lately, Steph Curry's a two-way player now. Boo, no, he's not. <laughs> I will say he played one good – he played like two good years of defense. He's had, He had a good defensive possession, playoffs. and now people call him a two-way player, which is uh, wild. Mason, one thing I'd love to hear you talk about is um, – actually, it's two things. One, talk about just you're, – you're a huge Clay Thompson fan. You're as big a Clay Thompson fan as anyone I know. So talk about your joy of watching him come back and especially seeing game six Clay again. And I'd also love to hear you talk about just Jordan Poole's emergence. Um, yeah, Clay Thompson, I'm super happy he's back. Uh, I, I do agree he's not the same player. I think he's still kind of figuring it out a little bit. Um, I thought what he posted on Instagram um, about the game six game was the, the Drake song. I thought that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy he's back. I think uh, I think once he gets it figured out, and luckily Jordan Poole is, you know, playing as good as he could possibly be playing so that Clay has time to figure it out. But, um, I think he will. He obviously won't be the same defender as um, as he was in the past, but luckily they have guys like Draymond Wiggins. I think even Kaminga could step in and be a good defensive player with how athletic that guy is. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm super happy. Glad the uh, best three and D player of all time is able to you know make his way back and go make a run for the championship. But um, as far as Jordan Poole, honestly, I. I was not expecting Jordan Poole no to see anything like he is. I mean, I thought it was honestly stupid. Like, I get Steph coming off the bench for, like, an injury, but, like, then Steve Kerr did it, like, two more times, even though Curry wasn't on a minute restriction. Like, one, I think that points how unselfish Steph Curry is. But I just I, – I guess I'm not on the hype train yet. Like, I think he's a great player. If he keeps playing this way, he's going to be really good in the league. But eventually he's going to get – I mean, does he get paid after this year? Like it's another year. It's another year. It's another year. So that's what I mean. I, well, he was like, in the G League. I think it was like last year and a couple months back, he was in the G League at that point, like trying to still figure things out. And he, I thought, I don't know how you guys feel. I thought he should have I thought he should have been most improved. I don't love giving it to lottery guys, like especially like guys like Ja, who we knew we all thought Ja was gonna be this good. Yeah. Or maybe I, not I, at I, this good, but we all thought Ja was gonna be really good. And no one thought Jordan Poole would be leading leading his team in scoring <laughs> well was jordan Poole on the on the team where like steph was like carrying and um draymond was hurt all year clay was obviously hurt kevin Durant yeah i think five. he's on that and didn't do anything that was his rookie he, year yeah i remember i remember yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even him that stood out to me it was pascal that that stood out to me on eric pascal yes like i thought he was great but i uh i don't know i to me like i just 
like he's played pretty good towards the end of the season and obviously in the playoffs. But I mean, I think it's just all about consistency. So we'll see what he does next year and if he can, you know, play well in the series. I think the Mavericks have size at the wing now and it makes it difficult. I mean, hopefully we can make it as just as hard as it was for Devin Booker. And obviously you have, you know, far better players like Steph in this series. So um, I think the matchups as far as this would be very interesting. It's going to be a great series because you have Steve Kerr, Jason Kidd, two great basketball minds going at it. And it, like the strategy in the series is going to be awesome to watch. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's not like a home battle again, but we'll see. Yeah, that was the one left out of the Sun series, as you mentioned, was it was a home battle. And maybe we got a blow off the final game, even if it was the one in the mass favor, suddenly enough. But yeah, I really enjoyed watching the uh, Golden State this postseason. I think it's fun that because of Jordan Poole's emergence, they now have two guys in at all times that can run around, that they're just trying to get the ball ball to at all times, run them off multiple ball screens. They did the one, Mason, tell me if there's a more basketball technical term with, but the kind of ring around a rosy thing where like Curry oh, and Jordan yeah. Poole locked arms and like swung the other like that, like that's fun. We have those two guys and then we get Clay. like one, two of those guys are in at all times, which I think is so much fun to have. You get a guy like Draymond Wiggins. Is, this is the perfect, the role Wiggins was born to play as the fifth best player on a championship level team. You could be that fourth or fifth. Or, <laughs> hey, he's an all-star starter. Oh my gosh, the worst ever. But moving <laughs> on from uh, oh, DeAndre that, Jordan. DeAndre yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Um, I also, I mean, how about Kevon Looney with 22 rebounds in that game six? I mean, 11 I on offense, 11 defensively, just getting after it. Ben's finding that out for the first time based on his facial expression. Very much so. So he's, I just, I really love this team. I think Mike Brown, I mean, as much as the, there's memes, look, Mike Brown is, I think the Warriors team, that game where they got blown out, I think it was kind of just like, they just really took it. But it didn't seem like they cared at all. I mean, like, exactly. I think they knew they finished out the, stuff. They were like, we don't care. We're going to go home. Yeah. We're going to win it. So it doesn't matter. But I just, yeah, I really think Golden State's in a really good position with um, with the way they're they're shaping up right now, and and they're a lot of fun to watch. As they, I'm at the point now where I enjoy the Warriors because LeBron's not going against them. I don't hate them anymore. So yeah, well, and Ben, I thought you, I thought you said something that was really like spot on. Was like the Warriors just win games, and like that's probably the thing that I'm the most worried about in this series against the Mavericks is because their championship experience and their like dynasty they had for the amount of years they did. Like they still have that intelligence and IQ. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mavericks not being in a spot and, you know, Luca and some of these like Jalen Brunson even have been in like far have been far in tournaments and won in other leagues, you know, Jalen Brunson was in college obviously, but you know, still the experience that even the coaching staff has versus Jason Kidd and the Mavericks franchise, it'll, that, that, that's definitely the thing that I'm most worried about is the Grizzlies, I think gave them problems because they were young, but they were still able to win them regardless. So. Ben, I want to turn it over to you and I, I want your keys and then a prediction for this series, Mavs Warriors. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm on the same vibe as Mason, but like the experience is really the only thing that scares me. I we saw the Mavs beat the Warriors. They won the season series in the regular season this year. They beat them more times than they lost. I think I think it was two one, well, or they swept them. I don't remember. But I think, I think they swept them. But I saw something that said that like Luca has beaten Steph the most out of every single out of like all the other superstars over like this like the shortest span or something. So. 
you know, stats, you never know. But So who knows? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I feel like the, the rosters match up pretty well. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see who steps up because it's not like there's no clear, like, holes that we can point at and be like, hey, yeah, they're going to exploit that guy and that guy other than Dwight Powell. Um, <laughs> I enjoy Dwight Powell now. I don't – I'm not hating on Dwight. Um, he just can't shoot with a damn. Uh, no, but the keys to this series, the three-point ball, who can shoot better from three is probably going to win every single damn game. This is going to be a three-point series, and whoever can defend the three-point line better is going to win the game. I might add the Mavs were the best defensive three-point team this year as I'm looking at a basketball reference right now. Um, they were number one in three-pointers allowed, like, made, or a point, opponent three-point shots made, I believe, unless I read it wrong. But the Mavs, they could do it. They can do it. If they can beat the Suns, they can beat the Warriors. Um, my prediction, Mavs and Seth. Mavs and Seth. are going to do like it again. Mason, you're going to reside with your fellow Mavs fan for life. Is it MF? What is it again? MFFL. Yeah. yeah, no, I um I I think I'll go with Mavs and Seven as well. You know, I think the keys to this and what we saw in the Sun series was it's crazy how obviously role players are important, but I think the first key is the role players of the Mavericks need to play the way they did at home every game. Because the reason why it was such a home battle in the Sun series was because Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson would go crazy in Phoenix, but then they go to Dallas and they couldn't shoot anything. But Dorian Finney-Smith has eight three-pointers in one game, and then the next game has one. So I think the role play, the role players' um, ability to show up at you know every game, or you know somebody take a, take the load off Luca and Jalen Brunson, and you know Dimwee's got to show up as well. But I think the role players are going to be important for the Mavericks. Um, obviously, the the Warriors as well. Um, and then the second one I have is the battle of Steph of Luca, Steph versus Luca. Um, JT, you mentioned it earlier. Steph is injury prone. Um, yeah, and I said earlier too. I think the Warriors are creaky. You, you like, you know, like they they feel old. They they play old sometimes, but like other times they show up and you know they're still reliable. They still get the job done. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, I I don't think Luca will struggle too much. I don't think Steph will struggle too much either. But um, I think it'll be who can elevate their team the best. Um, and then I touch on it just now. I think the health of both of these teams, especially the Warriors, is going to be super crucial. So um, I- I'm going to go with Mavs and seven. Um, obviously, Mavs and foe biased, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think they could, I think they're going to give them a run for their money. And throughout, you know, every single playoff series they've been in since the bubble, like they, they've, mix it up people have doubted them the whole time and you know Kawhi and Paul George on that Clippers team for a second year player in Luka just to be able to bring it to game six with a team that they had um, I, I don't think the Mavs are gonna you know back down at all so I really like that this is gonna be a great series and this is I feel actually much better like the other one just clearly clicks for me when we're talking about Celtics heat for who I'm gonna pick but when yeah. This one is tough because when I look at series, I like to go off a championship pedigree 
and who the best player is. And as I kind of highlighted, I think those things lie on different sides. I think Luka is clearly the best player in this series to me, but man, the Warriors, just the championship pedigree. Um, Jason Kidd's done a really good job, but will you guys be surprised if Jason Kidd has a real stinker this series and gets outcoached by Steve Kerr? Like I, I like Jason Kidd, but I don't, I just wouldn't be surprised if Steve Kerr did a really good job against him. I don't know if I'd be surprised. I like, I, I don't know if I'd be surprised really like, but I, I don't know. I think Jason Kidd, not that he's getting the hang of it, but I think it'll be a good challenge for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, J- yeah. Jason Kidd has failed enough. I, I don't think he, I think he knows how to lose. I mean, whenever you, he, he whenever he was the coach of Milwaukee and the coach of the Lakers, well, he's assistant on the Lakers, but head coach of the Nets first. Time okay. Well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So he's, he's, the Nets were doing, we did the bumpy thing. He had the water and he's he bumping the I think obviously her was a, was a player as well, but Jason Kidd's yeah. an all time great point guard. Yeah. I, that's going to give him an edge. I don't know if that's what you were going to say, Ben, but I, I was just going to say like, you learn a lot from losing games. And I don't think he, he needs to lose anymore to learn anymore. Um, I think it, he can do it. Um, I I would be surprised if the Mavs get swept. Like, I don't yes. think that's going to happen. Yes. Hell no. This is not some Portland Trailblazers 2019. Yeah. How in the world did Seth Curry, Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum get this team to the Western Conference Finals? This is a yeah. legitimate team that deserves to be there that has – a guy who I think most people would argue right now is a top five player in the league. And I think a lot could make a really good argument. He's even as good as the second best. I could hear an argument for it. I just feel it's KD, but going back to the series for me, I am going to go with the Warriors. I'm going to trust the championship pedigree of them. I just, I just, I just feel like when you talk about, yes, Luke is the best, but it's Steph. It's Clay. It's Jordan Poole. I trust all those guys as well. I obviously I trust Jalen Brunson too, and I think Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock are going to do their job. But I think Andrew Wiggins is going to do his as well defensively. I think Draymond's going to have a really good series. I just think the experience overall. I think they're really going to frustrate Luca. I think they're going to make it tough on him. I think the length of guys like Wiggins. I think Kaminga for some sticks. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson. Why not throw him in just to pick a couple a couple thousand frustrate Luca Luca as he kind of flops around and gets a little angry out there. And I just, it's going to be a really interesting, it's going to be a really fun series, but in the end, I think Curry's going to play really well. And he showed out last time he was in the Western conference finals, that 2019 year, he was sensational. He averaged 26 games in that sweep. Yeah. It was three years ago and he's coming off the injury as well. So it's a good point. We'll see, but I like this Warriors team. And I'm going to go Warriors in six. Boo. <laughs> you know, it's also crazy. Like, um, I had mentioned the matchups too. I just think I like it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see what Steve Kerr does. Like, hey, am I throwing Kaminga in for six minutes? Am I throwing like just to like take rotations on Luca? They have the guys to do it, but then like my my issue is who else is gonna guard Jalen Brunson or you know, who's gonna guard Dinwiddie when he's going, you know, and just like the like drawing it into the paint and kicking it out. Like, it's just so hard to go. If guard. the Mavs have game seven, Dinwiddie, it's over. Or Winwiddie. Yeah. Winwiddie. So, the Suns had way better players to guard Luka when you think about it. They had Jay Crowder and Michael Bridges. So, okay, so here's what the thing. The though. When, I'm the at, do? when I'm looking at Bridges, I don't think Bridges is strong enough. 
I think Wiggins well, yeah, is but, still but they were saying Kuminga can guard him, but Kuminga's not that much bigger than Bridges. But I think Kaminga can do it in stints. But any, you know what? This is all relative anyways, because Luke is just going to hunt for whoever and pick on someone. So no, the, that, the, that, one, the one thing that will be interesting, I'll say, is they could very well pick on Curry. And I'll be interested to see and he how did Curry will that do. in the regular season. And that, that's what I'm saying is who, why, why does it – like the matchups are not going to be relevant. It's who can guard mm-hmm. the pickouts and who yep. can guard um, like Luka getting into the paint. Because like they'll have Looney in the paint, but then it's like – Okay. Looney, will, I mean, it might be, it'll be Draymond. I think, I mean, Draymond, they'll run Draymond. We'll see. I mean, it, honestly, it might be because Dwight Powell can run the floor more than than him. So, I don't know. It, it's just going to be – it's going to be a coaching battle, in my opinion, and the stars are going to go crazy. Um, but who can elevate their team the most is going to be the winner of this. So That's why you chose Dallas. Yeah, I trust – you know, <laughs> like, like you said, top five player in the league, so – Luka is a top five player in the league. Unfortunately, the Warriors just have a few more I trust right now. So I'll stick with them, but we'll see how that one turns out. Now we're going over to Heat Celtics. So looking over there, you know, I'm going to start us out on this one. I really love this Heat team as we talked about, but I this is a special Boston team and this is a special run. This is the start of Jason Tatum's ascension to me. I think this is his first finals appearance for him. I think he's lights out and phenomenal. I think he gets it done here. I think he's the best player in this series outside of Jimmy Butler. I think he can give him a good run. Um, The Marcus Smart stuff makes me a little nervous, especially because I feel like the Celtics need Marcus Smart more than the Heat need Kyle Lowry. Both are more than likely going to miss this first game here, but we'll be interested to see how it plays out. But I think Tatum has a great series. I think Brown plays really well as two. I think they know who their scorers are. Boston does versus, I don't know how much Heat you guys have had a chance to watch. There's some really bad Max Struess and Gabe Vincent shots. Um, Victor Oladipo, if they fall down, I worry about him pressing. So I think it's going to be fun, but I think this Heat team is peaking at the right time. They're playing really well. And, or excuse me, the Celtics team. But I'm going to go Celtics in seven. I think Jason Tatum has another phenomenal series. And I just really like their core rotation and the way they're clicking right now. And like I mentioned, just those guys really, when it comes down to it late, who's going to be able to score? I trust Jason Tatum. Ben, what do you think about this series? This one's a stumper. I haven't watched much Heat at all. Like, I, I in a 100% honesty, boys, I have not watched a single Heat game all year. Um, I've watched a, a tiny bit of Celtics, but it's kind of the same Celtics shit. They don't really have that much that's new from last year or the year before that or the year before that, other than Tatum and Jalen Brown getting better and switching around extra pieces grant williams um the heat though they they got some i think it's jimmy's time i'm not going to talk too much about this but i think it's jimmy's time I, w- I would like to see jimmy get one um unless it was against the Mavs. um so i also just like like bam is just better than anything that the celtics have down low so I would go Heat in six. And I'm, I'm not very confident in Tatum's ability to be what you think he is, a top 10 player almost. I don't oh, he think is. He's a top I think 10. he is. I think he is. So, now. so you think the Heat are going to beat the Celtics at home to end it? Yeah. To end it. To, end it. <laughs> to, to go to the finals. Yeah. Mason, before we turn to you, I'll just say this. They're I, have do Tatum, it. I have Tatum in eight. 
I'm that high on Tatum right now. I think he's one of the 10 best players. I had him above Jimmy Butler, above Paul George, above Trey Young. Um, I had Curry at seven. And, and that's Tatum current, eight. JT? That's this like is current. current. This is right, right now. now. Like, I don't have quiet because I just I, – can I see him come back healthy first? But that's right now for me. I have Jason Tatum as the eighth yeah. So I, That's how confident I am in Tatum. But Mason, how do you see the series going? You know, I am going to go with Celtics in six. All right. like it. Um, I like them winning at home. I think it's hard to win at home in Boston. Or I'm sorry, I, I think it's hard to win on the road if I'm the Heat in Boston because of how good they are defensively. And I've watched I've watched a good amount of Heat games. And like I said earlier, I think it's just different because one thing you need to win championships is star power. And it's because you can rely on those guys to go out and get you buckets. Um, I'm going to go Celtics in six, mainly on the – Mainly with the idea that the Jason Tatum's going to show up, I think um, I think their core, like you said, JT, is going to be more um, connected. But then also, as far as the Heat, I mean, like you said, I think the biggest thing for them is like sometimes they struggle. Uh, I think Kyle Lowry's already not playing in this first game. Exactly. Neither so, is Marcus Smart. I'll say that. But I think the Celtics are better off without him. Not like overall, but like. Like I think they're able to play and win games without him more than the Heat are able to play and win games without Kyle Lowry. Interesting. Okay, yeah, because I thought the opposite. Mm. I, I don't yeah. feel like they need Lowry, and they've won. They've already won a few series without him, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes on. Well, I just think Lowry's defense is just not more impactful than Marcus Smart, obviously, but I think for their team at that point guard position, who do you throw in there to defend after him? Oladipo, he's banged up and hurt. Tyler Hero can't guard. Um, so I, I just think especially in this series, like Jason Tatum's going to be bringing the ball up. Like, who do, who do you put on them? They also have Robert Williams, who I hope gets 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 healthy. Um, I yeah. think that would be a good battle down low. So, um, I don't know. I think I think the chemistry aspect for me on the Celtic side is going to be um, more effective than, you know, the Heat's effort. And uh, we'll see. It, it is close. I, I, I'm tempted to take the Heat in seven. Um, but I'm going to go Celtics to Celtics and six, take a little leap of faith here. I like it. So before we go, last thing, and if you guys want to include anything else in it, feel free to do so. Ben, I'm going to start with you. Are the Mavs winning at all? And do you 100% believe that? Um, I believe they can win it all. They have the ability to. And I think they do beat the Warriors. The, the Mavs heat finals that I'm predicting – it's so funny because uh, it's the the Mavs and the Mavs have only played the Heat in the finals, and I love well, it. Well, it's wild. Just if you even think about start the year, we were all talking about Celtics Nets, and now we got Mavs Heat. That's wild. Yeah, Mavs Heat as the finals in this season, crazy. But uh, I don't know. I also like back on the Heat Celtics. I think the Heat they've got Udonis Haslam, and I think. He's going to be an X factor here. The player coach, um, as the oldest man in existence. Uh, <laughs> also, they have, I believe, more Texas players, Texas alumni, as in PJ Tucker. So they have PJ Tucker. So go. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, no, I think they're the only team left who has a Texas player on their team. 
I'll have to check that and do some more research. But uh, yeah, Hook'em and Heat Mavs. That one's going to be a damn good one. It's going to be a good one. I would be, um, I'm not scared to play the Heat, but I am a little bit worried to play the Heat. Yeah, I'd be worried. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great, both series are going to be great. Final word. Mason, Mason, what are you feeling? I think that if there is a year to win a championship for the Mavericks, it's this one. I think all the teams right now. Um, that's why. Okay, that's interesting. You say that because we both we all feel like Luca's going to dominate for a long time. So you really feel like championship right now? I think this is as good as a year it's going to get. I mean, Giannis is gone, Katie's gone, LeBron's gone. Last all-time great is Steph right now, and Luca's facing him here in a few days. So I think if he can, uh, if he can eliminate the Warriors, um, which I I think that they can. Um, I think the East is going to be tough because of how good defensively both those teams are. Um, but I mean, the Heat Mavs would be pretty crazy. That would be that would be wild. But I, what did I predict? Mavs Celtics. Six, yeah. I just, I, uh, I don't know. I think with just you know the rising stars in this, it's just who's going to play the best. And I think Luke is going to rise to the occasion. And um, if I had to give you a percentage of how much I believe that, I'd say like. 70% because of how good the other teams are defensively and um, just the lack of experience the Mavs have in the playoffs, just this team. So um, it's doable, but I think without those guys and just the absolute superstars that have already claimed themselves to be the best in the league, I think it's, I think it's anybody's game at this point. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. First of all, credit to both you guys for holding back some – it shined through a little bit, but still Mavs bias. You held it pretty well in check, so respect to both of you, respect to both of you. Um, I got Celtics Warriors. I am going to take Golden State. I think Curry finally captures that elusive finals MVP with a, a really good performance. Um, I, I could definitely see Boston winning it, though. I mean, I can honestly – I'll be honest. I will be a little surprised if the Heat win it. I think that would just be incredible if Jimmy Butler won a championship on this team as a guy who – we don't even know if he's a top 10 player, but he might be the best player on a team that wins the title. So that would be wild. It's going to be really fun to see. As I mentioned, I'm going to stick with Golden State. So it's going to be fun. And you know what else has been fun? Doing this again, boys. It's been a good time. So we appreciate all of you who joined us. And we look forward to a much sooner edition of the Big Three Pod.